Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. Have you ever found yourself awake at 2 a.m., watching infomercials, wondering where they find these folks who can go from a size 10 to a size 4 in 8 weeks, throw out their fat pants, get engaged, and live happily ever after? I will admit that I've been tempted by the Bowflexes, Perfect Push-Ups, and various other devices, because the frustrating thing about working out is that it's hard to know if you are making the best use of your time. I mean, sure, doing something is better than doing nothing, But what if there's another exercise routine or device that could be getting me far greater results in the same amount of time? What do the fittest people do that I'm not? How are their workouts different? Are there key things they do while they're working out that provide a bigger payoff than the things I do? In other words, are they extracting disproportionately greater results from their time in the weight room than I am? The same could be said for the practice room. What do the best musicians do there? What do the less effective practicers do? Are there any big differences? Indeed, it appears that there may be. Two researchers from the City University of New York did a study of basketball players to see if they could discern a difference between the practice habits of the best free throw shooters, as in 70% or higher, and the worst free throw shooters, as in 55% or lower. There were a number of differences, but it boiled down to two in particular. The best free throw shooters had specific goals about what they wanted to accomplish or focus on before each practice free throw attempt. Something like, I'm going to make 10 out of 10 shots, or I'm going to keep my elbows in. The worst free throw shooters had more general goals, like, I'm going to make the shot, or I'm going to use good form. Invariably, the players would miss shots now and again. But when the best free throw shooters missed, they tended to attribute their miss to specific technical problems, like I didn't bend my knees. This lends itself to a more specific goal for the next practice attempt, and a more thoughtful reflection process upon the hit or miss of the subsequent free throw, which is way more useful and effective than saying, I suck, or what's wrong with me, or crap, I'm never going to get this right. In contrast, the worst performers were more likely to attribute failure to non-specific factors, like my rhythm was off, or I wasn't focused, which doesn't do a whole lot to inform the next practice attempt. 
You might be thinking that maybe the worst performers didn't focus on specific technical strategies because they simply didn't know as much. That perhaps the best performers were able to focus on technique and strategy because they knew more about how to shoot a free throw with proper form. The researchers thought of this as well, and specifically controlled for this possibility by testing for the player's knowledge of basketball free throw shooting technique. And as it turns out, there were no significant differences in knowledge between the experts and non-experts. So while both the top performers and the worst performers had the same level of knowledge to draw from, very few of the worst performers actually utilized this knowledge base. Meanwhile, the best performers were much more likely to utilize their knowledge to think, plan, and direct their practice time more productively. So when you're practicing something technical, try using more specific goals. But perhaps more importantly, pay attention to how you talk to yourself after mistakes. Do you find yourself putting on your detective hat, getting curious, and focusing on identifying the little technical adjustments and tweaks that might help you get closer to the goal on your next attempt? Or does the critic in your head throw out a few curse words and instinctively jump right into another practice attempt without giving you a chance to figure out why you missed the last one? You can find links to this week's study and other resources at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week. 